Ready to find your next favorite podcast? Start here. In the clip you're about to hear, the mission control team is preparing for the most critical and dangerous stage of the mission, the final 13 minutes before landing. And now, the moment of truth. Mars missions are, are, the history within NASA is sort of interesting. Um, Only a few weeks after the Apollo 11 landing, uh, Werner von Braun put together a proposal for a Mars mission, essentially taking the the lunar hardware that he'd just developed successfully for the moon and supersizing it and going to Mars. I'm literally 10 feet away from the edge of the canyon, and I'm showing them picture, you know, I'm showing them Jupiter, I'm showing them Saturn, and they say that was the best part of their whole vacation. Find your new favorite space travel podcast as we sample today these three, 13 Minutes to the Moon, Houston, We Have a Podcast, and Looking Up. Welcome to Start Here from Cincinnati Public Radio. I'm Trip Eldridge. Each week we sample and highlight three podcasts to help you navigate the exploding podcast world and maybe find your next podcast obsession. Plus, get an email summary of each podcast we feature with our weekly Start Here email blast. Just go to wvxu.org slash subscribe and select the Start Here Blast email at the bottom of the page. And if you like what you hear, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. A five-star rating will help others find us in the iTunes gallery. With special thanks to Cincinnati Public Radio's Ronnie Salerno and Kevin Reynolds, let's start here. Space, astronomy, and exploration has intrigued humans for millennia. And now more than ever, dozens of intriguing podcasts have been created to explore the heavens as we learn more about our universe than ever before. To help you navigate the offerings, we've zeroed in on three podcasts that touch upon space, space travel, and the great unknown. Our first is a podcast that tells the story of NASA's moon missions. 13 Minutes to the Moon is a BBC podcast series that begins with the statement, With no idea how to get there, the race to the moon begins. In two jam-packed seasons, host Kevin Fong presents the epic stories of NASA's mission to the moon. Let's pick up a sample of 13 Minutes to the Moon from the initial episode. Here, Kevin sets the stage for how the Apollo space program captivated his family and helped shape his life. And so, like so many others, the Apollo stories set me on course for a life in science and my own adventures. I studied astrophysics and then medicine and eventually went to work with NASA at Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas, the home of Mission Control. In so many ways, Project Apollo set the direction of my life. In this episode, I'm going to explore why JFK challenged his country to send people to the moon before the end of the 1960s. But first, I'll explain why we've chosen to focus on the final few minutes before Apollo 11 landed on the moon. It's because those 13 minutes are like a showcase for all the hopes and dreams and the technology and the science. They're like a springboard to any number of stories that when you trace them back, help to unpack the mystery of just how we got ourselves to the surface of another world. Have a listen to this, some of NASA's original recordings made during the mission. You'll hear the voices of the astronauts and the people in mission control. The drama of the 13 minutes is about to begin. Eagle Houston, your lineman is going, he acts. On my mark, 3.30 till ignition. That's the voice of one of the characters you'll come to know. 
Charlie Duke, sitting in mission control, radioing Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, reassuring them that they're OK to proceed. At this point in the mission, the crew of Apollo 11 had been in space for just over four days. Two hours earlier, their spacecraft had divided into two separate modules. One, with Michael Collins on board, remained in orbit, while the other, the landing craft, was crewed by Armstrong and Aldrin. In the clip you're about to hear, the mission control team is preparing for the most critical and dangerous stage of the mission, the final 13 minutes before landing. And now, the moment of truth. The 13 minutes begin. 50,000 feet above the moon, Armstrong and Aldrin ignite their engine. That slows Eagle, their spacecraft, down, allowing the moon's gravity to capture it, marking the start of their descent. Eagle's engine is now armed and ready to fire. The voices you can hear belong to Aldrin and the mission control team. The engine is now firing at 10% of its maximum thrust. But almost immediately, things start to go wrong. There are serious problems communicating with mission control. Spacecraft communications are absolutely lousy. We can't communicate to them, they can't communicate to us. And almost as soon as they get over that problem, Armstrong spots another. On our sample of space and astronomy podcasts from the BBC, that's the epic story of NASA's most celebrated missions, 13 Minutes to the Moon. Listen for more from the podcast menu at wvxu.org. Just choose Start Here. On to our next space and astronomy podcast, what you might call the quintessential space podcast, Houston, We Have a Problem. It's from the Johnson Space Center. From Earth orbit to Moon and Mars, each week, Houston, We Have a Podcast explores the world of human spaceflight. Listen to in-depth conversations with astronauts, scientists, and engineers who make it all possible. Let's blast off with a sample of Houston, We Have a Podcast with the episode that kicks off the NASA mission to Mars. In this clip, host Gary Jordan speaks with Michelle Rucker. She's the program coordinator for the Mars mission at NASA. So just from what you've learned in your eight or nine years, thinking even just all the way back, actually, to when we first started here at NASA thinking about Mars missions and what we need for Mars missions, what were we thinking about? So uh, Mars missions are, are, the history within NASA is sort of interesting. Um, only a few weeks after the Apollo 11 landing, uh, Werner von Braun put together a proposal for a Mars mission, essentially taking the, the lunar hardware that he just developed successfully for the moon and supersizing it and going to Mars. Hmm. Um, so that was, a, that was an initial proposal. Uh, at the time, the agency uh, was focused on the moon. When the, when the Apollo program wound down, uh, NASA focused a little bit more on, on low Earth orbit. So the shuttle and the station era, we were a little bit closer to home. Uh, but even during that period, there was a, a, a small office, uh, both here at Johnson Space Center and across the agency, there were, there were uh, small groups working on some of the Mars technologies, thinking about some of the mission concepts. Um, to me, Mars is a system engineering problem as much as anything. Hmm. Um, we know how to do most of the individual pieces. It's how do you put it all together into a single mission concept to be successful. I see. And that's where 
some of the work you're doing is coming in. It's, it's taking all those separate pieces and, and thinking about them and actively putting them into what we're thinking about now, what, the, what resources and technologies we have now, but thinking of just you know, further ahead and way further out. Yes. So, <laughs> so taking the technologies we have, uh, looking at whether we need to supplement those with new technologies, uh, do we need to extend the technologies a little bit more, uh, thinking about operations, um, uh, operations have changed a lot over the years. Now uh, we've got the commercial players involved, and mm. that's an exciting new development. From the Office podcast of the Johnson Space Center, that's Houston, we have a podcast. Listen now on the Start Here page. Just go to wvxu.org slash start here. Our third space podcast for your consideration is WVXU's very own astronomy podcast, Looking Up hosted by Cincinnati Observatory's Dean Regis and Anna Heyman. Dean and Anna are your guides to the galaxy, helping you make sense of the dizzying expanse of glittering stars and the glowing planets of our solar system. Let's sample looking up from an episode of about a year ago. Dean was the astronomer in residence at the Grand Canyon National Park, and he introduced the idea of sidewalk astronomy. To do that, he set up a telescope near the entrance to the trail and invited park goers to see the amazing skies above the amazing Grand Canyon. All right, you want to take a look? Yeah. Oh, that'd be well, great. What do you got in there? So we're looking right through here at a planet. Uh, so you just use one eye. You don't want to touch, but look right through the hole there. There's a little eyepiece there. And I bet I know what planet it is. Tell me what we're looking at. Saturn. Wow. Do you see the rings? Yeah. Want to take a look? You've got it. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm out here for. Get the heck oh, out I'm of one here. of the astronomer oh. residents for the canyon. So oh, my God. How that is so fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. It's just crazy to think that there's other planets. Like, is there anyone on it? Like, oh, come on. Not on Jupiter. No. It's very hot, right? Well, it's all made of gases. And look, I know nothing about our solar system besides the fact that there are planets out there. And look, maybe I'm uneducated. I just, I never took the time. But when I, when we do stuff like this, it makes me so happy. Oh my God, the Jupiter? That's Jupiter. Oh my Oh my goodness, Jupiter. Hi folks, would you like to see through a telescope and see yes, Jupiter? Yes, we would. We heard you were out here. All right. Word spreading. Word has spread. Wow. Oh, look at that. Thank you so thank much. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. Really uh, made my evening seeing yeah, that. Perfect setup. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah no thank problem. You. Yeah. No yeah. problem. Thanks for being out here doing it. That's a nice little treat. Yeah. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. You too. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. I mean, these are the reactions. It's just so genuine. And um, I mean, this, this is what, when people start doing sidewalk astronomy, they totally get hooked on it because of you're like making people's day. And there were some people that, you know, when I was at the Grand Canyon that I'm, you know, literally 10 feet away from the edge of the Canyon and I'm showing them picture, you know, I'm showing them Jupiter, I'm showing them Saturn. And they say that was the best part of their whole vacation. Our final space podcast, our own Cincinnati Public Radio's Looking Up. Dean Regis was on Cincinnati Edition with Lucy May last week. Find that interview and more episodes of Looking Up from the Start Here Collections page on the podcast menu at wvxu.org.
Thank you for joining us for Start Here, Cincinnati Public Radio's Discovery Podcast. For more about other podcasts we like, check out the Start Here collection at wbxu.org. It's our new specially curated collection of podcasts we think you might enjoy. Plus, check out the local podcast collection, podcasts created right here in Cincinnati by our local creators. And remember, if you've got a podcast or an episode you'd like to recommend, email us at podcast at wvxu.org. I'm Trip Eldridge for Cincinnati Public Radio, and thank you for choosing to start here.